0: Hoagie's Garage, dope. I'm almost guessing you thought it was hot today. Well, I'd have to think it was hot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this weather around here, out there, if you don't like the weather in Iowa, they always say just wait a day or two, she'll change. Don't, Ninth, I don't, 91. Need my long, don't need my long underwear on anymore,
0: I can tell you that yeah, much. Yeah, you got that right. God dang. We've... Weren't you just complaining about being one of your worst recesses last week? Last week, Wednesday, was... It was a real fill of eight degrees. Yep. It was 29 with like a 30-some mile an hour wind, and it was absolutely brutal at recess. Today, shorts, sunglasses, and it was hot. About needed a hat for our bald heads.
1: (laughs) But hey, that's what we live here. I love it. I I take it. It's a change. Yeah.
0: I still got snow in the backyard. Mine's gone. Mine was officially gone. Tuesday. Yeah. 91 degrees and I still have snow in the backyard. It but was deep. And my tile is running Sump like crazy. i pump's running. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumping every three minutes. So, <laughs> but that won't last long if we keep getting 90 degree days. No, no. So, but.
1: One more day. Well, of course, it's only supposed to be 50, I think, by Saturday or something again, ain't it? Yeah. More so, more, uh, more average normal temp. Normal temp.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> if there is an average anymore, I don't uh, know if there I don't is. know how they
1: keep track of that, to be so. honest
0: with you, as much as it fluctuates. but Yeah. Anyways, but hey we uh, you know Blair uh, Natrus said that uh, his daughter had a contact for us. So uh, Thanks for Blair, and I'm sorry, but I don't know his daughter's name It um, makes two of us, but I know he has two daughters. I don't know which one it Blair was. Blair will tell her
1: we said thank you.
0: Yep, say say thank you to her. But Maybe she got, listens
1: too. I don't know She must. <laughs>
0: yeah, we got Clinton Boyles coming on and he does a little bit of everything. So it
1: should be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. When we come back,
1: we'll have Clinton on. Bud, when I talk about wrapping something, what do you think of? Uh, Christmas presents? Well, that's true, but that's not what I'm talking about here. See, every day you go to Octane Inc., it does kind of feel like Christmas. It's not the same kind of wrapping, but man, it's like getting a present every time you go there. These guys wrap everything. Snowmobiles, UTVs,
0: golf carts, race cars, trailers. To be honest, if it moves, they can probably wrap it. You know what? It doesn't even have to move, tobe. They wrapped my ping-pong table into the Iowa Hawkeye football field, and it looks amazing. That is true. I guess they also do hoodies, T-shirts, and hats, and other accessories. Bud, what the heck are you doing now? Well, you never know. Maybe Brett wants to pick up some other kind of wrapping. I don't
1: think that's going to happen, but if you want to give him a call in T, South Dakota, it's Octane Inc. 605-213-8343. Again,
0: that's 605-213-8343. All right, we're back at Hoagie's Garage, and tonight we have Clinton Boyles on. How you doing, Clinton?
2: I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys?
0: Hey, can't complain. It's, it went from 30 degrees last week to 91 it's it's literally 91 degrees here.
2: And that's insane. I was I was talking to somebody from up around you guys earlier today and they said it was 91 degrees. I thought it was a bold-faced lie, but pretty impressive how fast your guys weather changes up there.
0: <laughs> that is well, you yeah. You can call it impressive if you want, but <laughs> <laughs> I still got snow in the backyard. I mean, it's 91 <laughs> and I I literally was walking over the fence to get to my dogs because it I mean it's over four foot high in our backyard and my last, I, I have about a one foot drift now. It's getting down there, so.
2: Wow, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine that weather swing and still have the snow in your backyard.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was quite the brutal winter to be honest. And north of us is only worse, so I well, feel bad just, for them.
1: Just this morning on the news, I think it was the, was it Watertown, maybe they showed the high school football field, still solid white.
0: Yep, crazy. <laughs> so
1: I, that's I what. Have
2: a, my, Midget car owners up from in North Dakota, uh, up around Bismarck. And oh, he okay. said last year they only had like a hundred and some days that they didn't have snow on the ground uh, during summer. So oh, really that, that's also pretty mind blowing to me. <laughs> they can just have snow built up, you know, that, that big that just never melts.
0: And and that's why none of us have pools in our backyard. <laughs> yeah. Can't use them enough. <laughs> oh well. Clint, why why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? How old are you? Are you a single guy? What what's? Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: I'm uh yeah I'm I'm 27 years old and currently live in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. And yeah, I I, uh, I think if you ask my friends, they don't agree that I'm about to have a single. As single can be so. I like <laughs> to you know, go out and and have fun. Uh, I enjoy spending time the racetracks with all my friends and honestly i enjoy spending more time away from the racetrack with all my friends uh whether it's going out to dinner uh love playing golf um so just stuff like that it's kind of a a normal guy that just live a pretty cool life i think traveling up and down the road going to races and seeing a lot of cool things
1: cool people yeah well when you're at the racetrack you kind of got to be a little bit serious some of the time anyhow and when you get away that's when you get to cut loose and have fun
2: yeah, yeah. We I get about one race a year. I try to hit one of the, the Eldora late model races to really just go cut loose and have fun with those guys and um you know I really enjoy that. I'm not one of these guys that is, you know, open wheel only or fenders only. It it doesn't matter. I just love being around the races. But my you know, eighty race schedule that we end up running, uh being a coochie for a hunter in uh motorsports car is, is pretty serious. So we like to, uh, you know, try to buckle down, have, have fun at the racetrack, but we definitely all know the task at hand. And uh, to compete with these guys nowadays, it's got to be full focus every single night, or you're just going to be out to lunch. So, yep. so uh, that's been a big swing for me the last couple of years, kind of getting in tune with the crew chief side of things, coming from the driving side of things previously. Before that,
1: so drive what? What did you all drive beforehand then?
2: Uh-oh. I moved to. You got me? Yep. Yep. I, I moved to uh, Indianapolis in 2017. And before that, I ran one year of sprint cars um, around Missouri driving for Jack Hockett, uh, Jesse Hockett's dad. Okay. Um, and then moved to Indiana and ran only sprint cars and, and midgets uh, for, I like, think, four years. Um, ran out there for a living and, and kind of did that. And then uh, three seasons ago, I didn't really have a ride. And, um, Hunter Schoenberg, my brother in law, he was kind of looking for a crew guy at the time and he convinced me to come on the road with him and be with him full time. So I spent uh, about a half a season with him. I'd say mostly just being a car chief and kind of a, a support guy as far as the wrenches go. And then last season, they decided over the winter time to just turn, turn uh, the wrenches over to me and see how it went. So I wasn't expecting it at all. I definitely wouldn't say I was. You know, uh, had the, the knowledge for the background to do. It wasn't uh, certified, but it worked out. I mean, we had a, a pretty good season, I think. We clicked off four All-Star wins and had a, a pretty solid year. So, gained a, a lot in the notebook category. and um, Just you to know, try to build off that going into this season and see if we can click off a few more than last year and, and hopefully an All-Star championship.
1: So, now just so the people – now, I understand you're driving the truck now or are you just riding along in the tow rig.
2: Well, I, I was driving, and we stopped for gas right before I got with you guys, and I jumped in the back seat, and right now Hunter is driving, which is, I think, a rare occurrence. I've only ever seen him drive at one time. i like, driving that... in his motorhome up and down the road, but I think most people have probably seen by now his motorhome caught on fire last week yep. headed uh, towards Kansas City. So he's with us in the rig right now. It's kind of nice to have a third guy that can take over and, and drive. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, well, it's a it's a sucky way to have him in the cab with you, but <laughs> it's good for you guys. It,
2: it is, yeah. No, it, it it does suck, but I was you know obviously thankful that him and, and the rest of my family were okay and, and yep. able to get out there. Everything else is replaceable, So life uh, life goes on. You know, it definitely doesn't slow down for you. So we're making some adjustments here, and, and like I said, nice to have him in the truck and spend some time with him, and we can just you know, talk about a lot of stuff, whether it's life or. The race car this last night at lakeside uh we raced or what's coming up with our our points over here at Attica this weekend
0: I think it's all going to be great until you don't have the car set up right
2: (laughs) yeah yeah we (laughs) haven't had to do that yet usually if he's pissed off at me he just gets in his motorhome and I can get away from him before he yells at me but it's uh we'll see how this weekend goes it could be interesting I think I think we got uh, everything kind of on the right page to go be successful, but you never really know quite what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. yeah, ain't that the truth. It's still racing on dirt, so you don't know from one night to the next.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's tough right now, I think, as it gets. Obviously, we saw Tyler Courtney last night pretty much dominated the whole night until the, the last half of the feature. Yep. And, uh, you know, he's going to be our, our top competition all year. And then there's even a guy like Connor Morrell that – won the B main, I think people probably never really heard of him. Nope. And he nope. won the B main over Carson Macedo and a bunch of other really good guys. Yep. So he, he's full time. There's you know, there's no no easy guys to beat anymore And then you throw the, the local Ohio guys on top of that to try to go race against it's really tough. So you yeah, enjoy the challenge the competition, it's it's good. Uh, I think I think competition's
0: good and your low nights make you dig a little deeper to have more good nights. Yeah, my, my brother knows, like, every sprint car driver out there, I swear. He just, he watches races. I mean, when he's home, he doesn't even watch normal TV. He just, he watches reruns and everything else. He had no idea who this Connor Morrell was. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. He's our go-to I, dictionary for <laughs> racing guys,
1: so.
2: I, I didn't either. We were racing at Fremont, Ohio, last year at the end of the year. We were pitted next to him. And I think he asked me, do you even know who my name is? And I said, yeah, and I knew morell because it was on his wing cap. And I, I kind of had an idea. I said, yeah, Cameron morell He goes, "Nope, you're wrong, it's Connor. And I felt like such an idiot. <laughs> so if it, if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't know who he was either. But I felt like, you know, him and his team did a really good job, uh, you know, over at Lakeside last night. And, oh, yeah. Um, you know, excited to race with them throughout the summer and kind of get to know some of those guys and just, there's a lot of faces with the All-Stars this year, so it should be a, a good year
1: for everybody. Well, last night's competition, you're not going to run into much more than that for competition other than, say, the Eldora Million and the That's Nationals good. and stuff when everybody's there. I mean, it, it was the who's who in racing just about last night.
2: Yeah, I think we were missing about five, you know, key cars that are going to yep. show up at the Million or National Nationals. Other than that, everyone was there. And, I mean, it showed. it. We qualified, I think, 13th in our group at, you know, 110th. Uh, puts us right at the top five in our group. So yeah, that's a, a game changer for your night, and I think that's where we missed it a little bit. But I think our car speed was really good all night. And you know, the pass I think ten twelve cars in the future was good. But it definitely was an exciting show for the fans. Um, you know, with that many good guys there, really cool to see what Kyle and Brad were doing with the series. Yep. And uh, you know, thankful to have a car owner like Tony let us go out and, and travel full-time with the All-Stars and Pilot. We'll be at all 12 races. so That's a, a pretty cool deal to get to be a part of this first year and, and see it you know, grow and be a part of uh, developing it and have the chance to race on Tuesdays for uh, a heck of a lot of money. Well, that's so,
1: Good, because yeah. then they'll be up to Houston, and then we get to say hi to the people we talk to on the <laughs> yeah. phone. So
2: Yeah, we'll be at Houston a lot this year. We'll be up there for uh, the other the 250 yeah. to win race the I think it banks. is up there. Yep. yep. And, uh, and then be back up there for high limit. So, and if we had time squeak in, you know, just a weekly show before all that to try to get a night in and practice, I'm sure, oh, sure. we would. But the uh, the schedule gets pretty tight throughout the year traveling all over. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we just need, need a night off to recoup. So, it's a lot of yeah, miles. I mean, it'd be good to head up your guys' direction. and get to meet you guys and hang out up there. Yeah. Well,
1: the snow will be gone by then, anyhow. So.
2: <laughs> good. Good. Uh, Yeah, hopefully it's all melted off the track over there. Let's see. Last
1: last weekend, they were pushing it around with skid loaders to get it to melt faster from the infield. Yeah, Yeah. after that snow cross.
2: Yeah, that looked like a pretty cool event. I saw a lot of pictures and videos from that. Yep. I I see Mark Dahnmeyer was maybe racing in that or, or one of the sprint car guys? So. It's uh yeah pretty wild what they've done up there at Houston and all the, the cool stuff that they've been able to put on you know wintertime and summertime so yeah pretty thankful to have those guys up there putting on money races too.
0: What what's uh and this is just your opinion but what's your take on there being so many World of Outlaw drivers there last night is that is that just because it was the first show and wanted to support Brad and Kyle or fifty thousand dollars.
2: Well yeah
0: but <laughs> I mean. They're not gonna go more than their four times, are they, to those things?
2: No, I don't. I don't think any of them are gonna go, you know, more than their four times. You just, it, it's a lot of money to win, but it's definitely a lot. I would say harder to go click off four, or five wins at the high-level places and get your money that way than it is to stay within the rule book of the Outlaws and and run the full points deal and yep. get your points money at the end of the year, the incentivization money or whatever it's called. So. I just think, you know, 50,000 to win, uh, the guys were, you know, I guess Wichita was about an hour and a half away, but they were right in the Kansas City area. They got to stay close Peely, so it made sense for a lot of guys to run yeah. and, uh, you know, have a shot at it. And, and we saw some of the outlaw guys I feel like maybe struggle more than you would think uh, yeah. coming into it. It just, you know, shows the strength of the competition throughout the Entirety of the field, which is you know really cool. We all think of the Outlaws as being the absolute best of the country, and I think the majority of the nights they are. I mean, the guys to beat. But uh, it definitely showed. You know, Rico was very good last night. Austin McCarl was very good last night, and then you had some outlaw guys struggle, uh, you know, early on or late features. So it was pretty cool. Like I said, makes everybody from around the entire country, you know, I freaking. Polycology call Giovanni from New York to show up. So yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty cool deal. I'm excited to see how the series plays out and see if those car counts stay the same all year long.
0: You bet. All right. Hey, uh, Clinton, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back. Sounds good. Hey, bud, tell me a little bit about TPR carts. Well, told they're out in PA, and they make the best American-made pit carts, pit boxes, and self lifting carts. They also have a bunch of parts for you and tools. But I also saw they just started their own powder
1: coating. So now they do all their own in house powder coating of their carts. Plus, if they're willing to powder coat your own stuff, if you've got products of your own that you want to send to them, just ship it to them. They'll powder coat it and they'll send it right back to
0: you. Again, this is TPR Carts at TPRCarts.com on Facebook at Tanner Phillip Racing. Or just give Rich a call on his cell, 717-422-0866. Again, 717-422-0866.
1: And we're back at the garage. Um, So now you said you were the crew chief, and obviously that's going to keep you awful busy all summer. So how, how hard is that lifestyle? I mean, do you guys have a plan or a schedule? I mean, it changes all the time. I mean, do you... You try to squeeze in. Do you, do you schedule a day, say, where you're going to go golfing, or you try to, or anything like that, just to break it up?
2: It's it's definitely uh, extremely hard just to you know touch on on that. I um, you know I listened to your guys's uh, interview with Hunter I think back in December, and I had quit at that point actually. I left the team, and and he had uh, Danny Cook with him still. Uh, from the year before and then, you know, circle back around. And now I'm back and Danny's working for Sheldon Auto Shield. But the reason <laughs> I left was because that, that travel schedule was so difficult. I mean, I, was, I hadn't really ever been gone from home that much. And it was just, you know, a workload and responsibilities that probably a lot more than I could imagine going through the season. So from, you know, the last month of the year, I was just absolutely trained and, and wore out. And, uh, you know, you really, when you get to do it, you appreciate these guys that have done it for you know, 20, 30 years that are you know, lifelong crew chiefs. And, and there's a reason that they're the best. They have grinded out all those seasons and uh, just, you know, have all that knowledge, experience, and notes that, to go with it. So it's definitely, you know, way, way harder, I feel like, than my, my four or five seasons racing for a living or anything like that. You just you know, you realize that the race car that I give Hunter directly affects, you know, his finishes and the money that, that he brings in and uh, you know, his job, my job. So there's just a, I feel like a lot riding on my shoulders, but I do love the, the pressure of that. It's uh, it's a lot of a lot of fun on the, the really good nights and, and the tough nights, like I said earlier, they just make you want to figure it out, grind it out to be, be better. So we're definitely I think we're headed in the right direction. And then, you know, as far as having off days you just kind of got to take them as they come. We sit down and we have a team meeting uh, the first of every month just kind of discuss our, our last month's performances, uh, the schedule coming up for the next month, and go over things like that. And um, That's when I can kind of sit down and say, okay, I'm going to be home for three days here. And I'll be shooting uh, Logan CV, Mitchell Moles, some of the USAC guys that are around. he text and say, hey, let's try to squeeze a day of golf in here. Um, I actually planned a day of golf with the car owner over in Iowa uh, before the outlaw races at Knoxville next week. So I uh, golf something I'm not very good at, but I love to do it. So that's kind of our our go-to on an off day or we'll go, you know, eat a a decent meal uh, while we're back home. It's also nice to go sit down and not have to eat truck stop food. So (laughs) just little stuff like that that you can kind of refresh yourself, a little bit of normalcy to kind of get you back in the swing of things to get you re you know re-motivated to go next weekend and, and really attack it hard
1: now i, I did hear something there where he said he's not that good at golf that means he could go with us bud yeah and we wouldn't be embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah i used to judge how good i played by how many balls i lost around now i'm down <laughs> to where i actually do keep track of my my strokes so i try to i pretty much can play 18 holes with one ball um, which is which is a pretty solid day so I, I'm, I'm not great by any means, but definitely it's fun to play. I Maybe
1: mean, we don't want to golf. We don't lose any <laughs> balls. I, mean, I, I still can't go no. out on the course with one golf ball. That ain't going to work. So,
0: Toby's <laughs> one of the only guys I know that... He can keep talking right through his whole swing.
1: Well, wow, it's not that hard to rattle your mouth off. It's one thing I'm good at in life. But
2: If <laughs> someone uh, else is watching where your ball goes, you'll be okay.
1: Well, uh, yeah, that's I can't hollow them half the time. I can't follow theirs. But When
2: it
0: only goes 10 <laughs> feet, it's not that big a deal.
1: 10 yards, bud. It'll oh, roll 10 yards. Give me the benefit of the doubt here.
2: But, I always have to play with the neon colored balls just because they're easier to find when I put them in the woods. So. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You had to bring out the old footwedge to get yourself
1: out of trouble. But um, I listen to that Dirt Tracker daily quite often. He always goes into more of the analytical, technical part of it. But he was going over, I think, some of you guys' schedule with with the All Stars and the High Limits. And he mentioned—I don't remember which race it was because I can't remember my own name half the time. But there was going to be one race where for you guys to run Saturday with the All Stars and get to the race on Tuesday, it was going to be quite a drive.
2: Yeah, um, yeah it's, uh, it's a kind of a midweek, a Midwest swing for the All Stars that goes three nights. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Illinois. And then uh, we will have, obviously, Monday off. And then we race Tuesday with High Limit in Grandview, Pennsylvania. So, you know, I think it's like 16, 18 hours to drive out there. Um, and we race Tuesday. And then we race Wednesday again with the All Stars back in Southern Missouri. So to do that driving is, I mean, virtually impossible. Um, So I I think we got some stuff set up to maybe take an airplane and, you know, send a car and some stuff uh, to Pennsylvania and then have a big race trailer uh, going with the All-Stars and stay in Missouri. Um, So that's, you know, that's just part of the the deal. We're we're, we're fortunate to have a, a car owner that, understands you know that this is kind of a, so far a once-in-a-lifetime a opportunity to get to do this and you may never have uh, a schedule again that allows you to run both of them full-time for points so uh you know it's a lot of work for us and, and you know a decent commitment from tony financially to make sure it all happens but it's uh it's pretty darn cool to be in a position to be as far as i know one of two teams that's going to even attempt to make it happen i us and Boston Marshall uh, with Tyler Courtney. So sure, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, like you say, it's, it's a big commitment to try to do that. And we've already started preparation for that back at the shop. And um, it, it's going to be fun. Hopefully, you know, flow follows us around and kind of shows the ins and outs of, of how we get it done. And oh, yeah. on plane with us. And fly. Yeah. Well,
1: that would be really cool to see.
2: Yeah. That,
0: just send a car out to Falkins' farm out there and keep one there. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They got a farm with pond and everything out there. I don't know what it all is, yeah, but someday we're gonna go out there and see it. Um, they
2: got a, they got a pond. I'd love to go fishing. That's the other thing I love to do with my nephew wheeling. Is he uh, he never says no to a day of fishing. So they got a pond. We'll be dialed right
0: in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's what's the situation with the tires? I mean, at the beginning of the year, you know, everybody's talking about this new tire, new tire, but it seems like you guys have. I mean, for the most part, everybody's just got a hold of it, and it's it's no issue.
2: Yeah, I think some of the it, – it's definitely different for sure. Just I think it provides the driver a different feel, and maybe it just makes a little bit less overall grip than the tire we had before. So, uh, you know, the crew chief's got to work a little bit harder, I think, to keep the car in the racetrack and, and make a decent grip to keep the driver happy. And, you know, the driver just feels something probably a little bit different than he has in the past years, and so – like just relaying that information on what he needs out of the race car, even though it's a different field, has uh, just been a little bit tricky uh, these first couple of weeks. But I think by now, guys guys are adapting. Uh, the crew chiefs that have been around for a while say it's comparable to an older tire they used to run. So, you know, no surprise to see guys like Ricky Warner, um, you know, a, a driver even that's a little bit older, like Brad Sweet, just uh, excel pretty fast on it. But I think everyone's kind of catching up at this point and you race enough that you can just try things these first few nights on it, get it, you know, see what works, see what doesn't, and then head in a proper direction. But I don't think it's a huge change uh, overall. Uh, at least not as big as I think some people were expecting from the old tires and the new tires. But sure. definitely provided a, a bit of a challenge. Just like I said, different, different feel for a driver and a little bit more for the group chief.
1: So- Um, let's switch gears here a little bit. We don't want to keep talking just about sprint car racing. And then Hunter will get a big head thinking this is just because you're helping him that we're talking to you. So, um, but let's go to the chili bowl and the Tulsa shootout. I mean, you're, you're heavily involved in that. What do you all do with them?
2: Yeah. So I, uh, work with Flo uh, at shootout and, and my color analyst for the entire shootout and then pretty much the entire chili bowl on the nights that I'm not racing and uh that started uh gosh probably back in 2015 I was at the Tulsa shootout racing and uh I'd, I'd done some interviews and stuff before with racing boys when they were uh, in charge of broadcasts and they asked me to just come down when I wasn't racing and hang out and just you know talk with those guys and it went over really well the following year I didn't have to ride the Shootout, and uh, they just asked me to come down full-time and work for them so that's kind of how I got the start was with Scott Trailer. and um, I think you know, it must be going decent if they keep inviting me back every year. I don't know <laughs> people get tired of hearing me, but uh, they, until they stop inviting me back, I'm going to keep going. I really enjoy uh, getting to go down there and be a part of that. And, uh, it's great exposure uh, for me and uh, you know, get to see a lot of really cool races, keep your eye on a lot of really young drivers that have now came up through the ranks uh, without a doubt. So that's uh, a lot of fun. And then the following, mean, you get to switch gears into driver mode at Chili Bowl and get to do a, a bit of both. So, uh, you know, it's nice to be in the booth and uh, watch the, the track develop throughout the week. You see the tendencies of the racetrack, how guys kind of race each other. And then uh, I'm always a Friday guy. So Friday night comes, you get to put on the, the suit and go out there and, and see what we got. And uh, just you know, I really enjoy the opportunity The flow gives me to go do all that and, uh, you know, get to be a part of that. I think that's a, a huge deal for me every winter. Um, it's something I look forward to every year for sure.
1: Yeah, well, that, it, the, the announcing at them has to be, a, I don't know what to call it, a chore or what, it's, but I mean, impressively. How do you not and,
2: get a sore throat? because, well, <laughs> I mean, them days are long. It is, yeah, it is, it's long. So, when I worked with uh, Racet Boys, you just got paid by the day, if it was low, we had to keep track of hours, and that was scary, because it's about 15-hour days during the Tulsa shootout. Yeah. Um, and so, you, we're, we're there, you know, seven in the morning, a little bit before the racing starts, to get set up and make sure you know mics are good and all that. And then uh, races finish around midnight. And then I actually stay even later than that to do. Uh, it's called talk in Tulsa, which is a little segment where oh yeah I just you know we grab a beer, I grab the driver, walk around the racetrack, and just talk about you know the whole the driver's life and not necessarily just uh, just the shootout of though. Really so it's really long days. You by the time you get a little dinner after that and get to bed, it's you know, two two thirty in the morning. And then, <laughs> you're back up at seven, like I said. So the shootout is really, really tough. Uh, but Chili Bowl is not so bad, other than I probably make it harder on myself than I should going out and partying at <laughs> night all that. So, uh, you know, it, it's a balance there. But those days in that booth are, are extremely long. Um, I'm in there with some really great guys, though, that they carry it way more than I do. Uh, I'd say Caleb Hart is probably somebody that he talks more than anyone else I know. Uh, never takes a day off, never... You know, he prepares, never has a sore throat or whatever. I've had to take, you know, an hour or two break to, to get myself caught back up, get a voice back or whatever. But Caleb Hart is on top of it. You know, Chris Wilders joined uh, the flow group, and he does a, a great job down there. So it's a lot of, you know, actual announcers doing a very good job. I just get to step in
1: and give my opinion on some, some stuff here and there. So it's uh, pretty neat. Well, you, you definitely can't do it yourself because at some point in time, you at least have to go to the restroom <laughs> or something in a 20-hour day. Yeah. So –
2: yeah. yeah, we get about a one-hour lunch break, and they, they feed us lunch, which is, is great, and then you get about a 15-minute uh, dinner break during the, the night. So it's, uh, it's a long commitment in there for sure.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks for doing it, though,
1: because we have a heck of a good time watching <laughs> <Yeah>. it. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you ever get tired of me, you're not going to hurt my feelings if you just put it on mute. <laughs> so save, it, save it for the features when it matters. We'll, we'll, those stock gnoming heat races drag out it seems like about a whole day, so that's when sometimes I wish I could put myself on mute and not have to talk <laughs> about anything.
0: So it, is there going to be some changes coming with the Chili Bowl and flow? I mean, it sounds like between sponsorships and everything else there might be some stuff going on with the chili bowl
2: i i honestly i, I don't know i saw lucasia wasn't coming back as a presenting sponsor um i don't know how that'll affect things i know flow has a i thought it was a 10-year contract uh and they're probably on here three or four of it so i would imagine flow is still going to be a big part of it um i'm just not quite uh in ties well enough with flow throughout the entirety of the year to know sure how those details might play out. I just, I wait for a phone call at the end of November and they <laughs> say, hey, we, we want you back or eventually my phone's never going to ring and I'm not going to get invited back. So, it, uh, yeah, I just I just wait for that phone call and, and show up when they want me.
0: What's, what's your future hold?
2: Oh, man, that's a scary question. Uh, I think for the the next few years I'm pretty committed to, uh, to under the Premier team. I, uh, I enjoy getting to work with these guys. I think we're, making strides in the, the right direction, um, you know, eventually every everything comes to an end. So after that, I don't know, I always tell people I would love to, uh, as a crew chief, work with a younger guy and try to develop someone, and I always felt like my knowledge uh, of driving a race car and working on it was way greater than my talent as far as driving. So to get to work with somebody, try to coach them up a little bit, help develop somebody's career, I think would be very, very cool. Um, so maybe maybe that's what the future holds for me this winter i'd quit and i was pretty convinced that my future was in a care company uh which i've had one before small one so um, yeah, maybe i'll get tired of the racing scene and want to do that again but if i could keep uh keep driving you know like actually racing five five times a year roughly and then get to work on a race car i'm i'm pretty content so these next, you know, three to five years, I'd say I don't look for much to change for myself.
1: Well, that's I, good. I'm not sure, but I think you almost called Hunter old in that conversation, did <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> we we've had that talk. Wheeling, <laughs> his son is he's uh, he's five now, so you give it another three to five years, he's gonna be he's gonna be ten and rare, rare to go. Uh, he's got a go kart right now, and I know Hunter, you know, mentioned the the track. It's fully developed. He actually has a quarter midget now too, so. It uh, doesn't take long for things to progress, and I can already tell Wheel is gonna need someone to take him racing. So, whether I quit and I take and racing, or, or Hunter quits and he takes some racing, somebody's yep. gonna have to. That's for sure.
1: Them, them, three, four years will go by really fast
2: too. Oh my gosh, they sure do. It's it's pretty insane when you you know you're full time racing, uh, you know, basically ten months out of the year. Um, yep. Those other two vacation months go by even faster. So the so weeks <laughs> yeah. definitely seem to just fly by, especially with the midweek races now. You really you never have any days in the shop just to hang out here no. just constantly on the go.
0: Yeah. Um let's get to some rapid fire questions and if there's anything else you want to mention at the end, uh feel free to do so. But what's what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Uh I would go
2: mint chocolate chip.
0: There you go. People like that. Yeah, seems like it. I'm it's not, not my vet, favorite. <laughs> uh, cat, cat or dog person?
2: Uh, dog. I, I'll never own my own pet, but I love dogs for sure.
0: Well, that's
1: just like little kids. You play with them when you're over at somebody else's house, and then you leave them there.
2: That's right. Get them wound up. Yep. Get yep. them wound up, all sugared up, and leave them alone.
1: <laughs> yep, Perfect. Um, you said you like to golf and fish, but is, I'm assuming you got any other hobbies other than that, or is that pretty much what you get your little bit of free time to do?
2: Yeah, that's that's my free time, golfing, fishing, just something outdoors. I, I love to grill. I try to cook lunch on the grill uh, as many days as I can when we're at the shop, so you can maybe throw that one in there, but pretty, uh, pretty normal activities for me.
1: Well, if you're up here, if you like grilling, you're up here for the four days of the high banks, you can always... We'll pick you up, bring you down to Lester, and we'll get some food. You can grill it for us quick when you got a minute.
2: <laughs> That'll work. We'll do it.
1: <laughs> um, how about a favorite movie?
2: Uh, probably uh, this maybe seems weird, but like the Cars movie. I I love watching the Cars movies, and and uh, I've seen it about a hundred times with Wheelin. So. For whatever reason, it just seems to come on, and I end up watching it, even like, though it's a cartoon. I love cars. Well, That's good a movies. great movie.
1: I got a two-year-old granddaughter, so I'm getting into all kinds of Disney movies again
0: now.
2: There you go. <laughs> yep, yeah, you're gonna get princess movies.
1: Well, <laughs> so I'm, we're into we're into she, Lion King right now. Yeah, so. she wears racing nice. shirts. Yeah, so maybe she's there's got there's racing chance. shirts. There's hope for her.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Um, snow or rain, guy? Uh,
2: snow. Snow. I don't get to do it here often enough, but I'd love to go snowboarding more. and uh, Love a good snowball fight. So I, uh, yeah, I like the snow.
0: All right. I, after this year, I would not agree with you. Um,
2: <laughs> if,
0: if you're going to be stranded on an island, is there a certain type of music you would want to take with you?
2: Uh, yeah, probably, probably '90s country. Kenny Chesney, Garth Brooks, Alan Jackson, stuff like that, just to keep the vibes kind of up and and uh, while you're hanging up on whatever
1: island you're stuck on. That's, that's the better country, that's for sure. That's absolutely. Yep. Um, let's see. You got a favorite place to go out to eat when you get a chance?
2: I do. Uh, a local place uh, in Indianapolis called Condado's Tacos. It's, uh, it's about the best tacos I've ever had this, uh, our whole friend group loves going there, so that's probably the most of it. Is you get to go eat with your friends all the time. But yep. They got really, really good margaritas, tacos. That's that's our go-to place whenever we get uh,
1: a night to go hang out and go get some good food. Talking about food, bud, my sister's bringing biscuits and
0: gravy on Friday for us. Hey, guess what? You not gonna be here? I am gonna be. Oh, here. okay, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, my stupid son plays two games on Friday night, so I can't get to him. So I'm not, huh. I'm not gonna drive all the way to Devonport to watch. Um, one game on Saturday, one game and, on Sunday. Biscuits so. and
1: gravy would be way better, anyhow. Yes, I would love. Them. So, anyways, there we got sidetracked. Sorry about that. It's not we'll good be for back. My um, how about a favorite holiday?
2: Uh, Fourth of July. There's probably some people listening to this will laugh at that because of some firework incidents I've had in my life. But uh, I love Fourth of July, blowing things up, and you know, summertime, drinking with your friends.
0: There you go. No,
1: you can't. You can't leave us with an incident and not tell us.
2: <laughs> well or can you I just,
1: you don't have to but i mean it's, it's yeah we
2: you know we can touch on it. i was out in california and um had some fireworks in a backpack of mine after a race and there was alcohol involved and uh, some fireworks got close to too close to some motorhomes in a parking lot and that led to uh, some not good things. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. After, after that, I, I don't know that I've lit a firework off since that. and That was about three years ago. That's how I ended up with uh, kind of no ride in the middle of the summer. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what, uh, what app do you use on your phone the most?
2: Uh, probably Snapchat or Twitter. Um, seems like I, I end up Snapchatting a lot, which is like a picture of Sending thing and then Twitter a lot just to keep up kind of with what everyone's got going on being gone at all star races. A lot of my friends are USAC guys, so uh, you know, follow along on on Twitter flow even to kind of see how they're doing. You bet. Um,
0: we asked this because of uh, because we have to people drive and stuff like that, race car drivers. But how many speeding tickets do you have?
2: Shoot, uh. Probably three or four, but oddly enough, uh, I think it was two weeks ago, I got pulled over twice in one week within a mile of the same place I was at, and uh, both times got let off with a warning, so that number almost just about doubled a couple weeks ago.
0: (laughs) I bet you slow down there now.
2: I do, I do, yeah. I I, I hate it because I back up traffic. Uh, I I want to speed, but... I can't afford to get stopped in that location again. That's for sure. What
1: yeah. was it? Last year, the year before, Rico got yeah. stopped two nights in a row going into Brandon yeah. when he left Hewitts or something. So yeah.
0: don't speed by Brandon. No. Just don't, We'll just
1: yeah. warn you that when you come up here, just if you go north yeah. into Brandon, go slow.
2: Um, I had a, I had a night kind of like that. I got I was going. Uh, I went to the shop, took the race car trailer, and had to clean up to go to the races and. I uh, got back to the shop and realized I left my truck keys, the, the big truck keys, back at home. So I went blown home because so I was late now. got pulled over for speeding uh, about a mile from my house. And he let me off with a warning. I get to my house a mile away, grab the keys, walk out the door, turn around, and get pulled over by the same guy for speeding again at uh, the exact same spot. And uh, he didn't let me off with a warning the second time. We won the race, we won the race that night, so it all kind of worked oh,
1: out. It, it, it was worth it then.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, in yeah. the same context, whatever, um, what's the fastest you've ever driven down the highway?
2: Uh, probably back when I was like 16 or 17, uh, I drove a, a red Camaro and I had it up to 132 miles an hour. That's um, getting that's down probably the road, about the fastest. And I've had a, a motorcycle over just barely over 100, I think it was 102, 103. Uh, but I that's kind of a one-time deal. I don't really like to push street cars to the limit too much. It definitely scares me way more than a race car. Yeah, you bet.
1: Um, what's your go-to beverage or drink?
2: Uh, I like a lot of water. Um, that's for sure. If, if I'm gonna have a, a drink at dinner, uh, it's probably a Red Bull vodka, like Tito's and Red Bull. Okay. Um, but. I, I also, you know, I love uh Magello. A Vigello with the lime is probably my favorite, just casual have a, a drink here or there. So kinda I'm I don't know, pretty open to all that stuff.
0: Now if if this next question, I'm I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think Hunter uh Schoenberg's into older cars really likes the older well, ones. Well when right? he
1: was on our show he just picked up like a fifty eight. Yeah. I believe Chevy. So yeah.
0: Yeah, yes, he loves the classic cars, that that's for sure. That, that's a good thing to like, too. <laughs> so the question for you is, if money was no object, you just won the lottery, is there a car that you've always wished that you could own?
2: Uh, yeah, I'd probably go kind of a classic car, like a, a 69 Camaro, 68 Chevelle, something like that, um, big, but probably more of a modern look, which people are going to hate um they kind of the low profile tires all black yep. chrome wheels something something of that nature that when you roll up to a stoplight people are going to hear it and look over and say that's a badass car right there yep. uh, yeah definitely definitely no rice rocket or or tuner car or anything like that i'm definitely muscle over anything like that
1: old school and just ride it a little bit make her
0: yeah. make it like you yep. like it yep you bet well Thanks so much, Clint, for being on. Is there anything that we didn't bring up or mention that you would want to bring up?
2: I I don't think so. I think we covered a lot of it. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it and and hope to uh, meet you guys when we're up at UCITS and hang out a little bit. We'll we'll definitely
1: make a point of stopping by.
2: Nice. Best
0: of luck this weekend.
2: Thank you guys very much. I appreciate it.
0: Yep. You guys take care. Be safe. Yep. Bye-bye. Hey, Toe. You know, every once in a while, I want to go to Knoxville or Pella, and I have troubles finding a place to stay. Do you have any good ideas of where a guy could stay?
1: Heck, I'd try the Turn 2 Lodge, bud.
0: It's a house
1: right north of the track. I think you can probably hear the races. You ain't have to leave till the races start. Walk down. If you're in the area, whatever, visiting anything, I'd check out the Turn 2 Lodge.
0: Find it on the Airbnb. Hey, Tobe. He were, does do a lot of stuff. You were right. He's doing it all. Yeah, driving, announcing,
1: announcing crew chiefing. Yeah, driving the truck. Well, he's taking a break now. He was driving, and he got to go sit in the back, to Make, talk to us,
0: making Hunter, making Hunter drive. Yeah, because well, Hunter had some really shitty luck, to put it bluntly. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's I. I was gonna ask him, but I did I didn't dare ask him if. Uh, he happened to have some fireworks on uh, oh, Hunter <laughs> <train. laughs> yeah. yeah. uh, Street. <laughs> too soon. Too, too soon. Too soon. Yeah, that's that's not very nice of me. Um, but, yeah, that's, you know, I think they're, where are they going, Attica this weekend? I believe so. I, be, I think that's where they're at. So, uh, wish those guys the best. Um, yep. Clinton doing the crew chiefing, Hunter driving, and. You know, they had a great year last year with the All-Stars. Hopefully, they can have it again this year. And we've had them both on the show. We yeah. have.
1: So, that's, we're taking care of that team. So, All anyways, right. till the next one. Fulkins Brothers Trucking. Complete livestock hauling. A load with us is a load off your mind. Since 1979. Call Trim at 800-831-8553. That's Fulkins Brothers Trucking. Um, call Trim at 800 831 8553 and thank you fellas for being part of our show.